Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we whine while we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, culture, family, and more, because sometimes you just need to whine a little. It is second Wednesday in March, (laughs) and we are in March now. And, um, you know, second Wednesday means six let's whine. So we're going to whine about being submissive. Because if y'all were with us for our femininity episode, Miss Michelle said, there's a time to be submissive. And some people I know were like, eh, mm, clutch some pearls and gas. So we're going to talk about it. We're just going to have a whole, we're going to touch on this part of the statement. So grab your glass of red, white, sparkling rosé, whatever you need. And join us on the couch. Please don't drink and drive. I haven't said that all year. I didn't think I needed to, but let's just, just put that disclaimer out there in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. A nice little frilly reminder for those who are listening to us on um, your regular podcast listening uh, forms. If not, pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Jump on YouTube, because y'all know everything is in color with us this year. So jump on YouTube, come right over. While you're there, hit that subscribe button. So it's not even, you just you just know. You can get to us at any point in time, okay? Just hit that subscribe button. We're on a 500 uh, subscription campaign by May, uh, Cinco de Mayo. So help us get to 500 hundred, like share with a friend start a conversation argument a healthy debate we're here for all of it and i hope you guys have been having a wonderful wonderful start of the year um as we start the last month of this quarter <laughs> which is the first three months of this year time is definitely going very very fast um so as you know uh, as you don't know because this is the beginning of the month we are going back to our original format um, for the year where we start to explore different brands of wines. And this month, we have decided to go with the uh, brand uh, J Vineyards, J Wines, J Vineyards. Um, yeah. So that's, and this young lady. If I'm not mistaken, I think her name is, oh no, this, Jay Moss is Josh. I can't remember the young lady's name. Oh, Jay, Jay Vineyards and Wineries for everyone. Um, Because March is Women's History Month, go women. We decided to do, (laughs) we decided to do a woman owned. So Jay Vineyards and Wineries was founded in 1986. Its head winer's name is Nicole Hitchcock. And it is located, they have vineyards in Russian River Valley and Sonoma County, California. So it's still a California wine, but I thought the CEO name started with a J. My bad. It could have when they started. I don't know why she named okay, it. Okay, because I was but like, I know I, that right now their head wine <laughs> person is Nicole. <laughs> the, the head wine person. Okay. Uh okay, head wine person. <laughs> Um, For those who are joining us, or if you're new to the channel, if you want to go through this brand with us, grab your bottles. Grab your bottles. If you want to know what we're drinking or what we've already drank, 
visit us on Instagram at a little something. The number two, wine about, follow us there. Just, just keep up with us on all of the social media platforms. Those are the only two that we are on currently. Um, so, Shimon, before we get into this wonderful, heavy topic of being submissive, let us know what uh, wine from the Jay Vineyard Wine and Winery uh, line you are drinking on today. So I have a 2020 Pinot Gris. Um, mm-hmm. I I needed this one because I just, I needed something that I knew I was going to like. And I tend to like Pinot Gris. And I, I have high hopes for y'all. I mean, I'm not going to. Okay. It was this or Chardonnay. If y'all have been here, that's not my, the, the dry wines. No, no. Y'all can keep all that acidity over there. Oh. I'm not here for that. So. Oh, well, all right. All right. Well, I mean, just so happens that once again, because we do not talk about our wines that we are getting beforehand, we have the exact same wine. <laughs> so you will be getting our opinion on um, the Pinot Gris that we'll, we will be sipping on today. So, sis, 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 Wait, before we whine about, what's you? How you been? What's well, I'm, I'm good, y'all. So yes, let's catch up. So at the start of the yes. month, we gonna we gonna catch up with last month. So last month was was good. You know what? I had a I had a good Valentine's Day for those who who celebrate whether you have your galentines or your valentines or your manentines whatever times that you have um i know i had a good one i had a surprise i went to a sip and paint um at the national harbor it was nice it, it wasn't the naked sip and paint you know that's that's been a thing going on i didn't know that's a thing oh girl it's it's a thing it's a thing. we had clothes on and everybody <laughs> in the establishment was dressed um <laughs> Wasn't that type of party? Oh, Wasn't that type of paint party? Look, look, I didn't know they was doing those types of things till <laughs> I heard about it through through the through the lines of social media for through the vines of social media and was like, oh, like it was a whole thing about like a, a young lady performing oral on one of the male models. Like it, like it's apparently a thing. I think this happened in Georgia, girl. So I'm glad you went to a regular. Regular Douglas Schmegler to the paint, okay? <laughs> we, we painted an elephant with some hearts. <laughs> painting of naked people. I, oh, that's new to me. That's new. I, mm, oh, okay. goodness. I mean, you know. So I had a good Valentine's, and that was most of, I guess, not most of my February. My February was busy with work and, and business and stuff. But on a personal thing, that was my that was my highlight of, of February. Okay. So. That's good. That's good. That's good. February for me. <laughs> um, February for me was uh, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, my father turned seventy. He had his seventieth birthday. His birthday is actually the day before Valentine's Day. So planning that, which was. Hilarious, you know, because you get old people who, when they get set in their ways, they want what they want. 
So dealing with that and other old people, family members, <laughs> siblings and you, of his. I'm not even going to talk about my siblings. That's like it, the whole planning anything for family is always a thing. Um, so it was that. Um, my Valentine's Day, which I, anyone who is not new to the channel knows that is my holiday. I know it's not real, but it's real to me. And it was done so eloquently and they're very low key, um, which is what I needed um, because February for me mentally was a struggle. It, excuse me, was a struggle. I went through a lot of emotions and um, I'm not going to self-diagnose myself, but I'm going to say I feel like I was a little like kind of borderline maybe experiencing a, a bit of depression. I don't know. My emotions were very, very like all over the place. Um, I was very short, but um, I think that had a lot to do with stress levels and planning my dad's birthday. And mm -hmm. right. But it was some other things that came out that came, well, that came out and came about that um, my husband and I were like, that's new, that's different. What is that about? Um, but it was stressful and Valentine's Day definitely gave me a chance to yeah, take a deep breath, relax, kind of regroup. We usually go away. We didn't go away this time, but I will say it was an awesome experience because after my husband and I had our day, we ended it dates our dinner. We ended up coming when we came back home. It was still early, um, but before we came back home, we actually stopped at the grocery store because the dessert menu at the restaurant that we were at was not what either of us cared for. So we picked up like a couple cakes, like a pound cake, a lemon pound cake, and he picked up some donut holes and the cookie. Um, and like little things of like ice cream. We just kind of had, we were, we thought we were going to have a pig out fest. When we got home, the children were still up. So it ended up being a family pig out fest, um, which was cool because we all kind of just gathered around my, the bed in my room and just like enjoyed each other. So they got their gifts for Valentine's Day. And that's another thing. Teach your children Valentine's Day. Like just, just the appreciation of a loved one. That's it. You ain't got to go into all the extra stuff. Just, just teach them that. If nothing else, teach them that. And I think that's something that they got. And it was just another moment to have quality time. So that brought a smile um, to my face and again, allowed me to exhale having, you know, some of those good moments, nothing special and big and, you know, elaborate. But, um, yeah, so February for me was a roller coaster, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Like I said, recognize some things in my husband and I got some things that we are going to uh, put into practice. So it was a good month. It was a good month. Palatus. <laughs> That's my update. Y'all know I'm a little low <laughs> But <laughs> overall, it was good. It was good. Um, I'm I'm ever so grateful and thankful for the family that I have. So I can't complain either. I mean, I could, but it's not gonna change nothing. So I'm not gonna do <laughs> at the end of the day. That's how that goes. Um, but anyway, so Siobhan, this wonderful. Wonderful topic. Um, 
was laid very heavy on your heart. It was. So I'm going to, we're going to let you take the floor first because this, I always take the floor first. So it's your turn, girl. Y'all take it. So first. let me, let me explain how this came about. <laughs> I had an story time. Story time. I had an epiphany about submission in February. It wasn't too long ago, maybe two, three, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. So me and the boyfriend had to go to my storage unit because we needed to clean it out. Like it's been there for probably six months. You know, if you have a storage unit, it's one of those things, even if it's climate control, don't necessarily trust that because we put one of the little damp red X things in it and it was full when we went. So we need to get two more to go in there. But we went to clean it out because I was like, look, I've been living here for a year, almost a year, over a year. When did I move in? 20? Over a year now, almost two years. And there's stuff in my storage unit that probably needs to be, that needed, I knew needed to be thrown away. You know, just if I haven't used it, I don't need it. It was a whole apartment, right. going bedroom, like, let's clean it up. So, this gonna sound real simple, y'all, but I had, sometimes that's when epiphanies come, it's something simple, it's not even deep. Right. I'm following behind him, and so he's got the boys, and he, he and the boys are in the truck, I'm behind him in my car. And we're, I'm following him. It's an hour and a half ride, okay, from where we live to where the storage unit was. But I'm following him, and around halfway into it, halfway into this ride, right? This is this is the minute I had this this epiphany. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's happening. There was a truck, and so we're in the left hand lane. There was a truck in front, like one of the like think of like a pound dog catcher size truck. I don't know how uh -huh. to like a moving truck kind of thing in front. And then there was a Jeep in the middle lane. Like these are the two that, yeah, it's like a three lane highway, but this is what matters. So he was, so I followed him. Basically we were both behind the Jeep in the middle lane. He shifted over. So I shifted. Now the gap between the back end of the truck on the left side and the front end of the Jeep on the right side, which is the center lane, was probably his truck, he drives a Silverado, his truck length and like half a car at best, okay? And this man got over. So I was like, I, I'm gonna have to, you know, like I'm, I'm following you, you lead it, so I'm gonna come, I'm like, I, he really trusts that I'm gonna cut this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, right. Oh, so he, right. So he cut over into in front of the Jeep and pull, and of course went forward. And so I got, I had to, because we're now going up a hill, mind you, as well. So I had to kind of speed up to get past the Jeep and cut over while also not hitting the truck, the moving truck in front of me. In that moment, I realized this is what I realized. That is submission because, and it took two, it took two parts to this thing because it one took him trusting and knowing me as a driver that I can follow you. I can keep up. You can do this daredevil's lane switch cutoff situation and I'm going to be right behind you. Like, I got you. I got you. You going to go, we going? Cause and the thing is when he was in front of me and I was like, yo, you got behind the slow moving truck. And I saw him when he put the flicker. I was like, is he going to do this? Oh, he's really going to do this. Because I'm literally now riding next to the right, Jeep. Right. So I'm directly next to the Jeep. I'm like, well, if you get over, I got to speed up and get over because you know how some people will try to speed up so yeah, you can't pass them. Mm -hmm. 
like, oh, you trust me, trust me to make this happen. Okay. All right. And so it was in that moment that I was like, yo, so mind you, we're halfway. So 45 minutes, I had a whole 45 minute epiphany breakdown in my head of what being submissive is. I was like, yo, that's it. That's it. It's, and if you ever followed anybody in a car, which a lot of people have, that's what it is. It takes two sides. It takes the leader, the person that you are following to know where they're going and be aware of their surroundings, not only for themselves, but for you. Mm-hmm. And to trust, you have to trust the person behind you that you're going to keep up. And if you, for whatever reason, don't keep up, because again, there were other times where we were doing this dance and other people were being aggressive that I was like one car behind him and that you look out for that person if something is in between y'all. You don't just speed off and leave them and hit them right. and be like, oh, you. And as the person following, it's your job to trust that person in front of you that's leading you to know where they're going. Trust that they're aware of you behind them and are not going to put you in danger for the things you can't see. Especially me, I'm driving, y'all drive a little Mazda, okay? So my little Mazda behind his Silverado, I don't, there's stuff I can't see. You have to trust, I have to trust that you're not going to do something that is going to mess me up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's submission, man. Like, that's that's what it is. This big thing that every that is a trigger for so many people, male and female, that men are demanding that they get, that women are like, no, no, never that no. All of this, it really comes down to that if you really understand it. And and I, so when we got to the, it was so funny because we got to the storage unit. I literally got out the car and I told, I got out the car and I told him like, I just had a whole epiphany about submission and we need to do a podcast episode about it because I've had a revelation. And this is coming from someone, y'all. Let me be very clear. The whole independent woman fist to the sky i don't need no man i'm gonna do me that's me i'm that girl i'm her hello i am her she is me we are one i am her so please understand that i'm not saying this from a perspective of someone who's lived their life under the guise of you have to be submissive you have to be submissive. that's not what was drilled into me now so i'm going to be honest because people always go to one extreme or the other because a lot of people are binary thinkers it's not that my mother then raised me that you don't know you no man, don't trust nobody. Because again, my mother was married. I grew up in a nuclear family. It wasn't that, that's not what it was. It, but she didn't then look at, turn to me and go, you see how I'm submissive? You need to do that. It wasn't, that conversation wasn't had. It was like, right. you have to figure out one, the men of your generation, Two, the men you're going to deal with in your generation. Like, I can't instill, I can't tell, I'm not going to tell you to be submissive and then you growing up with F-boys. Like, I, I, like you're going to have to figure out, you know, I can't give you that blanket statement. I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to figure out the person that you're dealing with. But me personally, growing up as a child, an 80s baby in the 90s of women power and girl power and Spice Girls and all of this, and just what I did see of the men of my generation, I am I was truly like, yo, I don't need no man. Matter of fact, catch me to this day. And I will still say, I don't need no man. And I have a whole boyfriend. I could have a whole husband if I chose to. Please believe me when I tell y'all, yo, I am that person still to this day. So it's not even a matter of you have to be one or you have to be the other. I am extremely independent. I can stand on my own. Please believe that. Um, 
But I also know, to quote my sister, there is a time to be submissive, okay? There is, and, and when I say I don't need no man, first of all, let me let me be clear in, in my saying of that because I believe in words and their actual meanings. And I've had too many back and forth with people on, on various online social media platforms. I'm a good one. If y'all want to debate, come see me. Um, about the changing of the meaning of words. For example, child-free versus childless. They mean the same thing in the dictionary, but apparently now we're trying to say, no, child-free is a lifestyle and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't mean, it does mean that. Like people are now changing. We don't change the definition of vaccine. Okay. They're trying to change pronouns at this point. Y'all are changing. People are trying to change everything. So please understand when I say that I don't need a man, I'm talking need by definition. And for those who don't know, because God knows, and Michelle can attest, I'm quick to go to the dictionary. Y'all. I'm quick to make sure that I am using words in the way that they're meant to be used. Need is the requirement of something essential or very important. And I think for me, when I say I don't need no man, a man is not essential to my life. And I think a lot of women, when they say it, that's what they mean. I'm not saying that there aren't others that go way too far to the left and they mean something completely different. But let me tell you what's essential to your life. Water, air, and shelter. Those are the three things. And money, because you need money for, for like two out of those three things, okay? You need money for water at this point. That's what I'm saying. You need money for two out of three. The water and the shelter, you need dinero, okay? You need dinero, dinero. So those are the four things that are essential because without them, you will die. That is when something is essential. I'm not going to die without a man. I might be lonely. Loneliness not going to kill me. Now, I'm not even going to go to the extreme of that side, but loneliness, loneliness not going to kill me. It's not. I've been lonely. It sucks. It hurts. It's unfortunate. It's an emotion that you will eventually move past and get over and focus on something else. And it may come back, but the same way that we said last week when we were talking to, or it's a couple weeks ago, we were talking to men about their feelings. Nothing lasts forever, whether you are happy, whether you are sad, whether you are upset, angry. Right. So, but I said that because I am that person to say, I don't need, but I am also the person to understand that I have been submissive. And it took that for me to realize y'all been submissive in other relationships. Now, my submission in certain relationships was just out of sheer, I don't feel like it. Let's, and this is the other thing. Let's let's talk about the definition of submissive, okay? What it actually means, all right? What it actually means is to bend or acquiesce to, and this is, there are three things here, and this is why I think it becomes problematic. To the force of another or to the authority of another or to the will and desire of another. And I think why a lot of, why that word submission is a trigger for a lot of women specifically is because of the first two, because a lot of men, when they present it, present it with the attitude of the first two, you need to submit to my force. What you need to submit to me. Cause I'm a man that makes me the authority. What? Because really, if you look at the third one, it just means you're submitting to the will of someone else. And quite frankly, in that in that scenario and in that definition, both men and women are and have been submissive. If you as a man go to your wife, girlfriend, significant other, brother, pick, sister, whatever, and go, what do you want to eat? And she's like, yo, I want chilies. 
even if you really don't want chilies, if you're like, really, we just had that last night. I really want chilies. Okay, you are submitting. Now, here's the thing. You may go as a man, well, that's compromise. Submission is a part of compromise. It's a characteristic of compromise. Yes, because you are still bending to her will. Her will is go to Chili's. That ain't yours. <laughs> if your girl comes to you and is like, hey, let's go to the mall. Come on, let's go to the mall. I just want to walk around the mall. And you go walk with her around the mall. You really didn't feel like it. Feel like it? Guess what? Submission. If your if your husband, boyfriend, male significant other comes to you as a woman and is like, babe, let's go to the gym. And you are not there. But you go anyway. That is submission. It's the set. It's that. It's I swear it's that. It's that thing, man. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's that thing. It's that thing. If your husband is like, babe, can you cook me a meal? I really like your enchiladas, whatever. And you like, yo, I don't work all day. I had to deal with everything. I don't really don't want to make these daggone enchiladas, but you do. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you specifically. I, I'm talking. <laughs> I mean, I don't cook either. Me. This is church. This church with wine. I'm gonna let you preach to me and my relationship is good. I don't cook. And you want me to do what? Breakfast? Okay. But that's what I'm saying. It's the God, okay, this this time. It's compromise, but it's also submission because they are related. They are related. And and that to me is what. That was my epiphany about being submissive. And I think it, more people are submissive than will admit to. You all right? My phone just fell off the couch. Like, just oh, said, okay. that's it. Die. <laughs> I think more people are submissive than they'll admit. And this is my last point, because I, I, y'all know I really, I, no, I don't. Please, gone, girl, gone. Because I, I kind of took over. Uh, Ministry. Yeah. And that. So my last point about this, though, um, is the other big reason that I think a lot of women are averse to submission is because of the way that men present it. So many men feel that they are entitled to submission because of the Bible. Now, here's in a lot of ways. There are two reasons I think that's the big thing. One, the Bible, and most of y'all quoting the Bible don't even read. You ain't been in anybody's church house your whole life. Okay, and I'm not talking about when Big Mama dragged you there when you were four years old either. You can't name me five books in the Bible, but you want to quote it to tell me how I am a, as a woman I'm supposed to act. Have the have several seats in a pew. Matter of fact, since you're gonna quote the Bible, have several seats in a pew. Pick one. <laughs> They're winning there long. Make it happen. Uh, <laughs> go, 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 go. Keep going. That's, that's number one. Number two is because society has told you, oh, y'all are men. And it comes back to actually what Shatan had mentioned in the feelings and emotions of men. It's you boys are often come with the whole, you can't show your emotions. You can't cry. Don't be like a girl. You being a girl, you being a girl. You already are instilling the denigration of females into your son at third grade. Then now when this eight-year-old becomes 18, that's how he feels. I'm better than a girl, so y'all need to bow down. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And see, that's the that you are demanding submission because you're being I, my force by force. You are trying to command acquiescence and agreement to whatever you want by force. Not gonna work. Sorry. Um, and 
that those are the two big things. But I'm gonna tell you what I've realized. I swear this is my that was my three those my three big you points. But this is what I realized. Enjoying this conversation, okay? This is this monologue. This is what I realized. No, right, I'm about to say one monologue, okay? <laughs> this is the other me. thing that I'm gonna tell y'all, fellas, and y'all not gonna want to hear it. Y'all, some of y'all not gonna want to hear it. If you got this far, you about to turn. You might as well turn it off now. I'll give you a second. Okay, for y'all who are still here. Because y'all like, oh, I want to hear what she's going to say. I'm going to tell y'all right like this. If you have to demand and command submission from a woman, you don't deserve it because you haven't earned it. And that further lets me know that you're probably what y'all call in the male world, because women don't use this vernacular. We really don't. But what y'all call each other, you, sir, are a beta male. Because no alpha will ever command or demand or say you need to submit, you need to bow, that you need to acquiesce to what I want because I'm an authority. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And I say this as a woman who, and I had an again epiphany I had, has dealt with nothing but alphas. And even the even the two that I would put on beta status still weren't like that. Still were not like that. And the only reason I would put them on beta status is because I would, like, I, again, sometimes I'm just submissive because I don't really want to think. So, like, we can do whatever you want to do because I'm tired of thinking. So whatever you want to do, we're going to go for it. Don't ask me, like, what do you want that whole, what do you want to eat meme thing? I am that person because I probably, I really, if I don't care, I don't care. Like, just, I just, food, man. I, what do you want to eat? Food. I, look, I'm going to be honest. I just don't know. I don't know. Surprise me. Stuff, I'm like, like, really come on, come on, make it happen, guys. Make and the only reason I would say they're beta. Oh no, I just know what you name are things that I don't. Right. We can get here by the process of elimination. <laughs> well, I'll figure out what I do want by what everything you say I don't. <laughs> and we'll see what's left. <laughs> but I'll say that because they were, and maybe it's maybe actually they weren't beta. Because I've had a couple alphas that I know were alphas were like, yo, really? You really gonna go with this? Because I am that chick to to always throw a punch back yo we're doing this no we're not even if i want to do just because i like sometimes i just like to cause chaos and confusion like i just okay sometimes <laughs> sometimes women we just like to do that sometimes we like to do that and and i'm gonna tell you right now i consider myself an alpha female so i need an alpha male anyway because i the best relationships i've had are the dudes where i'm gonna hit you hit you hit i'm gonna hit back you hit i'm gonna hit back i'm not talking physically let me be very very clear right, i am right. not talking physically i am talking smart mouth back and forth banter i'm talking battle of the wits and not in a misogynistic or a or an right. ultra feminist or on my side or, or demeaning or degrading none of that i'm talking what do you want to eat babe well, I don't know. Well, you didn't know last night. You you know what? You know what? Well, now I want steak and lobster. Make it happen. Well, I don't got steak and lobster money. Well, that's your problem. You shouldn't have asked me what I wanted because now I want steak and lobster. So make that happen. Well, I don't got that. See, that sounds like a you problem. I'm that. That's who I am. We're going to go back and forth. Um, And that that also is a slight turn on. Like, I just, I like a dude that can come at me. <laughs> like, I do. I'm a sapiosexual guy. So I like somebody who's going to battle with me on the battle of the wits. Because my wits is up there. Like, you won't have to match me. And I've only ever met one person who can match me. Just going to be, just going to be very blatant and blunt about that. I've only met one person who can match me. And, but I, but, but that's what I realized about submission is, is that a lot of these people who are like, women need to bow down. You need to make yourself worthy of, and not even a bow down. You need to make yourself worthy of submission. 
because submission and going back to the beginning, because y'all know I will come back. I do come back. I come back. My tear just come back. Going back full circle. You know, I full, I full circle it. I sw- swirl, swirl it around like a wine glass and I come back. Um, but, but And there it is. <laughs> but what it comes back down to is following in that truck, following that car. It comes back to that. Because if I trust you, if a woman trusts you that you're going to go where you're supposed to go, she's going to follow you. She will follow you. You can't lead if I can't follow. Because that's the whole thing about what submission is really about. It's about follow the leader, 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 follow the leader, leader, leader. That's what it is, guys. It's that. Right for me. <laughs> look, I'm good for musical Tourette's, as my best friend calls it. I'm good look, for music. Look, I, I'm here for the, you know, I'm good for a good digression. So, <laughs> it, but that's what it is. So, to me, that's that's my big that's my big thing. I can't sum it up because I I can't sum up stuff that I'm just going. It was over. a lot. It was a it lot. Was but that's what I'm gonna say. So, I'm gonna sip my wine now and um pass pass the mic, pass the trip. <laughs> look, I, look, I'm here for all of it, baby. Take, take it, take the look. I'm gonna be submissive. Take it, this, okay? I don't have a. For me, um, all of which I'm, um, as her, as her big, I call myself her big little sister. Um, <laughs> as her big little sister, I get it, and I have seen the growth through relationships and I remember her and I having conversations on being submissive and I was telling you her thing was oh I understand what you're saying but no um and like to the point where you know how when you talk to someone you go yeah this 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 is going nowhere and you end up exhausting yourself <laughs> that was the conversation and at some point I was like Michelle don't do it. Just leave her alone. She'll come. She'll get there. Now, did I know it was going to be two years later? <laughs> no, but that wasn't for me to know. That wasn't my walk. That wasn't my journey. Um, and and ever, like she said, everybody has their aha, their epiphany moment at, at their own time in their own space. Um, and I can appreciate her aha moment. For her, it was just simple, you know, oh, following someone it, in different circumstances. And I'm going to be honest with you, life, like things that happen throughout your life, like we say, they have, they play a huge part. Your life journey plays, a, your life story plays a huge part in how you see things and when you see things. And if you ever get to see things a certain way, some of us have the ability to see both sides, whether we have experienced that or not. We are, some of us are very, very good with seeing both sides. Some of us are not. Some of us are good at understanding the other side, but do, we don't necessarily see it that way completely, nor will we ever agree to it. But I can understand it. That don't mean I agree with it and going on about it that way. And in reference to this missive, that's where we were. So and that's fine because there are other things where she is like completely dead on about things. And I'm like, yep, I'll see it. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> and at some point I may have that, oh, 
I get it now. It makes so much sense, but sometimes it's your life experiences. What are you going through at this point in time that makes you think this is that and the other? And I think when we start listening to the extremists, especially when it comes to when the subject of being submissive is talked about, when we start listening to those extremists, we have to understand some of these extremists are because their life story has been the extreme to the opposing way. So they won't grasp necessarily what you're saying on the level that you're saying it. Um, specifically in reference to being submissive, being submissive um, is something at a very young age, being growing up in church, it was taught that a woman is submissive. And I do understand how a person can be triggered. Because hearing that from a child, you know, you're a girl, you're a young lady, you need to learn how to follow, you need to learn how to follow, but also uh, be strong enough to follow, but also we are, we are told, we are naturally taught that we have to be strong enough to follow, but also strong enough to lead. Because while we're following our husbands, we're leading our children. And so being in that middle is a, a struggle that we, as to me, and this is just my interpretation, that as a Christian woman following Christ and wanting to be, you know, Christ-like, is a struggle that we have. How do I necessarily follow my husband and be a leader as well? And sometimes following, you can see things that the leader can't see. So how do I communicate this to the leader without... Um, making that person feel that their leadership is in question or challenged in a way where it's untrusting. Mm -hmm. um, right. right. Because ultimately being submissive is a, a form of trust. Like she said, in order to be submissive to anyone, you do have to trust them to an extent because now you're telling them, you're really giving them the lead the authority too and that is why that is such a trigger because as an individual we want we own ourselves we want to own our destiny we want to own where we're going in life so having someone quote unquote having a head of a household that's a battle that you constantly struggle with so it's understandable why people get triggered and go, ooh, because it's a constant struggle to be submissive. When do I be submissive? When do I say, hold up? No, that's just not right. But that also, there's also another side to that. It's not only for us to be submissive. And I think societal, like she said, men will focus on, no, you have to be submissive. We weren't the only people who were told to be submissive. And that's why that point right there is why all of these men who quote the Bible, but I've never sat, but nothing in a pew need to, because that scripture that y'all quote is longer than the seven words that y'all are grabbing. First Correct. and foremost, it says wives be submissive to your husbands. It doesn't say nothing about baby mama's girlfriends, fiancés. That's, that's, that's number one. That's step number one. That's step number that's one. Step number one. That's step number one. Number two. But that goes to, it speaks to when, why people say women stop being, while you're a girlfriend, stop being a wife. Mm -hmm. 
because there are responsibilities and obligations and accountabilities that a wife has that a girlfriend does not. And to that, there are accountabilities on the other side that a husband yeah. has that, that a, a boyfriend does not. That a boyfriend does not. So, which also goes into the part of being, we are not talking about ministry, also goes to the part of being equally yoked. It's, I know a lot of y'all, and not, I'm not going to say y'all, a lot of people are anti-Christian or um, uh, atheist and oh, question X, Y, and Z, but realistically, y'all, that book, that book done told us so much stuff that is right. And if we get out of our egos and look at it for what it is, basic instructions, basic. Basic. Y'all know what basic is? Bare bone minimum. Basic. Yeah, it was like straight line, borderline, whatever you want to call it. Like just basic. You have to read the whole basic because that's the other section part of that. Is it says wives be submissive to your husbands as your husbands are as the church and husbands be and husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. That's what that whole thing. It does, and people have to understand. Is well, men will need to understand. Well, what did Christ do? Christ literally died on the cross for the church. For the church. Understand also. Or if you're not willing, nope. If that's not your level, yep. Don't. Don't tell this woman to be submissive. The title of husband. If that's not your level, don't take on that title of husband because at that point you are now burdening her with the title of wife. And that's if you even talk to husbands and wives because again, a lot of these men on all these social media platforms commanding and demanding that women be submissive are nobody's husband. And quite frankly, I'm gonna be honest, my personal opinion, the, the majority of them have no anticipation to be it have no, no, no anticipation, attention. no aspiration, no desire to be anybody's husband. They just want to be, they want to be the leader of a harem. That's what this is really about for a lot of men. It's not about women. That's why it's women be submissive. You're trying to get a whole bunch of chicks to just do what you want them to do. And most of that you want is sexual. Let's be honest here. Because be this honest. is the this is the thing you if you really like i say it's not about being a husband that's not what they're on and the other part of that is again it says wives be submissive to your husbands and husbands love your wives as christ loved the church christ didn't cheat on the church guys i said it that's facts christ didn't cheat on the church christ did not beat on the church Okay, Christ did not steal, rob, cheat, or steal from the church. Christ died for the church. Christ loved, Christ loved the church so much that he took lashings from them. He took lashings from them so they didn't have to experience it. He took lashings for them. The church, even his own disciples questioned him. You mad your girlfriend questioned you, but guess what? Peter questioned Christ all the time. Well, Jesus, are you sure? Well, Jesus, I got a question. Well, hold on, Jesus. Well, Jesus. I mean, I said, look, Jesus. They were constantly disappointing him. And you mad because your girlfriend said something you didn't like? You're mad because she need to be submissive because yesterday she didn't, she didn't cook me breakfast when I wanted her to. Guys, 
put your little petty problems in comparison to what a big problem. Again, he and he still loved the church. He didn't go cheat on it. He didn't go, you know what? Peter Paul, all y'all, y'all crap. He knew Judas was gonna stab him in the back, and he still had him around. He knew from Jump Street, one of y'all will betray. He got in front of all of them and said, I'm not gonna shout you out, but I know, bruh, one of y'all is gonna stab me in the back. But you still can be part of my circle. I'm not personally gonna go that far, but the point is, but the point is like, that's love. That's love. And I argue that's my love. Splash his hands for me. He doesn't. Oh, oh, no. Anyway, but that's, don't, don't do that. Don't but do that's that. love. Like, you, if you want this woman to be submissive, you need to love her to that extent. Do you? If you don't, Shut the hell up. Wow. <laughs> well, um, well, she said that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh uh-huh. Not not the whole shut the hell up though. Uh ooh, that was I cut your feet. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Look again, I am here. For for go to go. I, I'm in the back with the facts. Go them. Go. <laughs> you in the dance ministry, praise team, music ministry. Okay. I'm going to get a fan for the church moments. Okay. I promise you. Next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. Whoosh, Y'all gonna see my fan work. I, as long as it's got a wine glass on the front of it or something. Cause when you flash. Okay, I got you. I got you. Mm. All right, all right. Okay, so it might be a couple weeks cause that sounds like an Etsy purpose purchase. <laughs> don't it, don't it? That sounds like an Etsy purchase. That's not uh, as simple as just going into somebody's church and let me borrow this real quick. <laughs> no. I think I'll check first, but <laughs> I think it's gonna be an Etsy. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but uh, whiners, sis, let me tell y'all, being submissive has rewards. There are rewards to being submissive. Um, there's strength in being submissive. Um, there's a level of comfort. I think part of us are so not a big part, but a lot, a part of us is so tense because we have to be believed, because we have to all the time. And to be able to, and this is, and it may just be me speaking from a married or in a relationship sense, it feels good to go, oh, I ain't got to worry about that. That's my husband takes care of that, or my man takes care of that, or you know, that's what we do, um, takes care of that. And there's a level of security, a level of comfort, a level of just peace, for me anyway, that comes with the ability to say that. And that is a part of being submissive because in my seven year journey of being marriage, that's the one thing that I have um, learned or that I am learning. I can't even say that I have like this past sense that I am learning. There is, like I said, there's a time for us to sit back and go, you know what, baby? 
whatever you say, I'm with you. Just know you go that way. I'm watching the sides and the back and whatever I see, if it's a red flag, I'm going to let you know. You know, um, you know what? You said this the mission. Bam. Let's get it. You know, I, you do that. I'm going to pull everybody else that's up under us with, with us. So we all don't want to pour. Um, you said we were going to do this. No. Okay. Cool. Wait. There's a peace level that comes to that, um, and it, and it does require stress sometimes because sometimes having a husband, sometimes he see things that I'm gonna be honest, I don't see, and I'm like, okay, okay, and that's where the trust comes in. I, I'm gonna trust you, and while I'm trusting you for me, faith based woman, God, I'm trusting you because I know we're we're both connected. So uh, that's where my, the higher power for me comes in as well. Or whatever, whoever it is that you choose to believe in. Um, but I think that's the other thing. I think the bigger, and I'm not a Christian woman, really. But I think that part of the reason that you have a lot of women also who are not willing to be submissive is because you have to look to a man and be like, well, who's leading you? Because if you are the only person leading you, then you whimsy you, you no you have to and again the word submission it, i'm not gonna say it originated in the bible but it came from the bible and the, the way that people are using it as far as what a, a woman is supposed to how a woman is supposed to submit to a man and so know that because that's the origin of this whole conversation it's because god was leading the man and the woman while following the man was also then following god and that woman had her own relationship with god because there were a lot of women who God would send the wife, the wife or the woman a vision because it's not that she, he didn't trust the husband, but it's a matter of, I know if you have his ear, I know that you, and as Michelle said, it's about trust on both sides. There's trust mm -hmm. as a leader. There's trust as the, the submissor, submissive person, whatever. Y'all know, y'all know. <laughs> There's trust on, there has to be trust on both sides. I mean, if you're doing it right and if you're doing it for the wrong, right reason, if you really are only commanding and demanding submission so that you can feel like some big, powerful, I am mine, huh, then, and also then I'll say, be wary of the submissive chicks you get because every chick that's not, that is submissive is not necessarily for you. Correct. Correct. There, now, there is a level of submission that is truly and utterly dangerous. And we have to be careful as women that we're not that person as well. Um, it's one thing to trust, but to be overly trusting to the point of foolery or foolishness, you now have you now have submitted your anyone that's under you. Most of us have children, not all. Most of us have children. Or even if it's not children, it's someone up under us you know, that we caring for, it could even be a parent, um, that that could deeply harm. Mm -hmm. So we, we do have to be aware. And I do understand that being aware, again, finding that balance of being aware and trusting is a challenge. Um, it, it truly is. And, and they, please, that's where we say seek that wise counsel. 
you know, talk to people who have some sense about themselves, um, some possibly some years on them ahead of you. That 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 girl tribe that we talked about at the beginning of uh, of this whole podcast. That's why those things are important. Hopefully, your girl tribe is is strong in uh, wisdom and not foolery. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, at least one of you got got to be somebody. Everybody can't be crazy in in in, in the same way. Everybody got to be crazy in different ways. But hopefully you have that. Um, and again, basic instruction. <laughs> that Bible, I'm telling you, if, if nothing else, it'll give you the base of where to start. And sometimes that's all we need. We just need to know where to start. And me being who I am, if you go to the Bible and you at least start with that. I truly believe God will take care of the rest. Um, and, and that's my belief. I'm, I'm sorry, I ain't got nothing else for you because that's all I know. Um, and that's all I know because that's what's gotten me through these seven. I know it's not 15 and 30, but these seven to the year years of marriage. Um, and and I only account that because that is the longest relationship I have been in, period. Um, and yeah, that that's that's what I got. It is challenging. Um, and we we are not downing those. If your story has not been positive in reference to being submissive, trust me, I understand. Because there are absolutely some narcissistic fools out here. There are some narcissistic geniuses out here. And they, some people real slick with it. So you, you, you have to be um, watchful. You have to be careful. You have to be mindful of those things. But let's not let's not use weaponize uh, our being cautious. Because then we're no better than the person that's weaponizing being submissive. It's and in actuality, you leave yourself more vulnerable and open right. to the foolery um, and stress. So if you need, my thing is also, ladies, if you need to test that person to see where your trust is and can be, do so. Don't do so in a malevolent way. But it's one of those things you you have to, I, I believe in testing people. Anybody that's ever dated me to tell you, I... I will give you natural tests. I'm going to be honest. If you're trying to form any type of friendship, relationship, bond with someone, life will present you opportunities for natural tests where you don't have to go out and necessarily like, oh, I'm going to test you right now. Well, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying for those women who, for those women whose submission does not come naturally. Mm-hmm. Test in that, test both of you. Test yourself and test him. If you are the type of person that's like, yo, I always, I, I follow GPS. To go back to the truck analogy, I follow GPS. I follow I don't follow anybody else. I don't care who driving. I'm not following you. I'm, I follow GPS. Well, listen, maybe I'm not saying like your first time out the gate, follow cross country somebody. No, but if he's like, and these are analogies, so y'all gonna have to be smart enough to follow me, okay? If he's like, yo, babe, follow me to go to the corner, follow me to go to the store. 
All right. Because listen, you know where the store is. Like, let's be real. If he's like, yo, follow me so we can go to Target. You know where the target is, but follow him. See what his, what route he takes to get there. Because let's be honest, there are a million routes to get to any. There are a bunch of routes to get to anywhere. I'm not saying that. That's my thing when I say test. Test with the opportunity. Not throw all of these things at him. Right. But Don't test, do it too can play that game. No, test to see if he is worth. That's what it is. Test to see if this person is worthy of your submission. And that is not saying that you need to acquiesce to the craziest of the crazy requests. Please you can go, no, no, I'm not going to do, no, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Right, set your limits. Set your limits. But you, if you find a time in your mind where you go, if you have the question like, I could maybe, then take that chance. Because he might surprise you and you might surprise you and the outcome may surprise you. Whether you've been submissive and been hurt before, if this is a new dude and I'm gonna hope it's a new dude, then try that because you don't know with this man what he is. He may be an awesome leader and the one you were with before, as Michelle said, was a fool. <laughs> Just right. A or, or it could be the same person and maybe they've grown. We, we, that's, that's where they extend that grace and, and do it with precaution comes in if if you're in a marriage per se you know something that you take it's going to that you take you know oh yeah i was thinking date and marriage is another right 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 no if you and and this and you know because you go through marriage has infractions small or big um and a lot of times like i said before the small ones will hurt deeper than the big ones Uh, (laughs) but you have to constantly go okay I am trusting in X, Y, and Z. And again, like we said, it's some, it's the small things. And like, it can be okay, I'm going to follow you to the store and be on If you're going to follow them, follow, let's take that same analogy, analogy. Follow them to the store. But when you get there, don't say, oh, well, why you ain't go this way? Say, mm-hmm. so, oh, okay. Take that as you know what? We made it together. Right. I was able to follow him. He didn't lead me astray. Right. Baby steps. Exactly. And some recognized baby steps in submission, they add up. Trust me. And when you look back over it, you'll go, you know what? Like Siobhan said, I have been submissive. You didn't vision it in that way. But when you have your own aha moment, you'll realize that's what you were doing. Um. And hopefully this conversation helps someone who may be getting ready to get married and, you know, is going through marriage counseling and they're thinking, oh, uh, submit or even the word obey in the vows and all of that. Um, Because that's another trigger word for the same reasons. (laughs) Obey, you're thinking authority, rule over, you know, I'm underneath all of that. And, And I get it. But when you look at it in its simplest form, it's not that. It's not saying that obey, meaning blindly, you know, I'm blindly going to just fuck. No, one God ain't tell us to do that either. So don't let him. That's that's a whole nother wine for another yeah, time. Yeah, obey is a wine for another time. That's yes. Um <laughs> God didn't even tell our children to obey us blindly. 
So and I had okay. to say I'm not gonna go there. Um, but I'm just saying if if that's where you are. Sometimes, like Siobhan, going back to that good Webster, Webster, and thinking of it in its simplest form, you can get so much of a better understanding of what it means and also find what it is that's actually in the definition or the meaning of that word that triggers you and makes you feel whatever type of emotion that's coming up, that comes up. So, um, which is why words of, words, of, words of affirmation have always been a thing for me because that's my love language. So I'm a big words person. I'm, I just don't know as many as Siobhan, but I am. A big as a words person, let me also make sure that I say this as well. Um, <laughs> make sure y'all are, y'all are talking about the same definition because most words have right. two or three. So make sure, right. and I am the, and this is also something that Michelle could test to. I'm the quickest person when somebody's like, I mean, you know, we're going by, by a circle. Well, what do you mean by circle? Like when people go, oh, well, you need to be submissive. What do you mean by submissive? Get their definition mm-hmm. and see if it aligns with yours. With you, yes. If you're unsure, that can, that use that as a tool because that in there will let you know, yep, I'm not going to be able to do this with you. Yep. And that honestly could be the one could be the one thing that keeps you from heartache and pain. Um, but it could also be the one thing that leads you to, if that is the person for you, to that person, because then that's a conversation piece. And through conversation, whether it's escalated or not, hopefully uh, an understanding of where the other person is coming from, hopefully it's a healthy conversation where the other person is coming from. And then you can grow and move forward and, and maybe you both move different. All we're saying is communicate. Commun- yes, communicate. Um, be alert, be watchful, um, be vigilant. That was the word I was looking for. Um, and, and who you are submissive to um, when choosing uh, the person you are going to share your life with um, or your life experiences with. Um, and I say life experiences with, and, uh, and that also speaks to friendships because there is a form of submission in friendships as well. Um, so yeah, and, and communicate. Y'all, if y'all don't learn nothing else, we are communication uh, uh, is the absolute key to so many issues where yes, it may ring bells and cause arguments, but at least that person can't say, you never told me. You can't go, I didn't know. Cause sometimes knowing yes. is what you need. It's, a lot of times knowing is three fourths of the battle. It is. And, and, and that's just life experiences in my 35 plus years of living. I'm not going to tell y'all for real. But knowing is half the battle, or just mentioning it is half the battle, and choosing your vocabulary while communicating the right way. Um, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we say here, listen, you're not, because it's.
okay, I was holding the glass on. Yeah. I was trying to figure out why. I was like, it did it last week. <laughs> what is this? I'm, I wasn't holding the glass correctly. Cheers to that. Nice. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get that clink right at some point. I promise you I will. I pro I look, I promise you. Wait, it's this way. Scouts honor. I promise you I'm going to get it right. <laughs> um, and now that our glasses are empty, Shimon, let me know. How do you feel about the J wine and then your Tino Green? Liked it. It was crisp. It's clean. Um, and that's what it says. Uh, this variety signature versatility, crisp character, and bright fruit notes continue to inspire us year after year. In this wine, layers of kefir, lime, green pear, and pineapple complement hints of jasmine, a distinctive minerality, and mouthwatering acidity. Yeah, I got that acid happening. Um, ditto. It's dry. <laughs> It is drier, a little. It's more acidic. I, I'm learn. I'm learning now that we're watching sommeliers and stuff a little bit more. I did learn a lot watching a sommelier rate different wines. It was it was informative. Um, so it's not that it's dry. The acidity surprised me. Um, I think that's what is making me go because I wish it were just a little sweeter so that there wasn't as much. Um. Because Pinot Gris tends to be the sweeter out of that and Pinot Grigio. Mm -hmm. So I was, I think I was, as I said in the beginning, I was hoping for that sweetness. Um, I think the lime is also what's throwing me, but that might be that they think that's what's hitting that acidity. Uh, the pear, I was trying to smell it because, you know, I'm trying to get the aromas and I really, my nose, yeah. my nose doesn't work like that yet. We'll get there, guys. Um, all in all, I liked it. Um... I think this is the second Pinot Gris I've had. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it, it was solid. Like it's something that I would order if I were out and they had it, it had it on the menu. And I was having um again because it is acidic, something that's a little, a little sweeter, like a good dessert. It's a good dessert wine. Um, which is ironic to me because dessert wines tend to be so sweet that I guess that's why they are they themselves are the dessert. But this is a good wine to have with dessert. Um, it's a good wine to have with a sharp or bitter cheese, I think, because it's going to kick some of that acid. Um, yeah, I, but I did. I really did. I did like it, though. I did. I, well, I, I, would, I would give this a I would give this a three. OK, OK. Yes. Um, so my rating is going to be a four. I don't know what's going on lately, but I am really I think it's because we had some for diabetes the first month. <laughs> my taste buds are going, yay! <laughs> um, but I truly enjoyed this Pinot Gris. Yes, you definitely uh, get the 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 acidity um, of the yes that of the wine. <laughs> y'all look, y'all know as much as I'm a word person, I can't say nothing. <laughs> Pronunciation. It's a thing for me, um, but it's it's good. Um, a brownie mm -hmm. uh, is a good dessert to have with this um, wine. As you were you were speaking of something that's cakey, something that's fluffy, uh, something that moist was, because it's so yeah, very moist because this is although it's not the most dry. A Chardonnay to me is drier than this oh, yeah. wine. But the level of acid 
um, is what will, you need something, like she said, to cut that. Um, so I, I completely agree. I do taste the lime um, when I first, that was the first thing that I tasted. And at first I was like, mm, I don't know. But the, uh, bless you, these, the hints of pear afterwards is what settled to me, to me, the lime taste and then the acid hits afterwards. So it was kind of like lime, subtle pear. Okay, now here comes the acid. If I was to describe what my uh, taste buds, you know, gave me. Um, I did enjoy it. Uh, in actuality, I wish I would have um, waited literally till the last minute to take this out because I feel like the cooler this uh, wine is, the more crisp it is. Um, as it warmed, it, it didn't lose its crispness all the way, but it faded a bit. It, it faded out a little bit. So this is definitely a wine that is best served chilled. Uh, a, a nice, a nice, good chill on it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. This to me would be a good uh, cocktail wine. You know, cocktail hour, you're serving holders. <laughs> Or even uh, after dinner, um, dessert wine, I think it would serve its purpose there as well. So overall, a four for me. Good job, Jay Daniels. I am pleasantly pleased. I enjoyed myself. And this may also be another bottle that you will have to bring because, no, I'll save this one. You can't drink. I mean, I'll save this one unless. Unless I have like a cookie or something, some dessert snacks around because okay, so we'll both bring it because we'll I, I like I would give this a three five if I had dessert. Like I would the three right. is strictly because on its own. Mm -hmm. But if you gave me like a cookie and some cake and I paired this, it would bring mm -hmm. this up to a three five or a four. Like I would agree, we would be in yeah. agreement with that if I had something. But I just I don't like the I don't like the the dry mouth. I need water feel. You need water afterwards. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I definitely understand that. Um, so we we shall see. We'll both we'll bring both to the white house. Oh, speaking of the white house, we hope that y'all caught it for for Saturday every four Saturdays. Remember to tune in each and every four. Uh, Saturday for a live taping of something to write about with us. We have so much, my guys. You have to come and join. Uh, join the conversation, answer the questions. We have guests. Like, it's a whole shindig. It's a thing. It's a thing. So if you want to have fun, join us every fourth Saturday live at 3 p.m. And you will see us as we do a live wine tasting on Thursday. But, um... Ladies and gentlemen, this will bring us to the wonderful, wonderful conclusion of this episode of A Little Something to Line About with your host, Ty Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Like, follow, share, subscribe. <laughs>